Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. That's right. He is your God and what a mighty God we serve. So family, I have a very special treat for you tonight. I share with you that starting July 1st, I was starting my new devotional on Clubhouse, 40 Days to Lasting Change. We are on day two and God is already moving. Oh man, it is awesome. So I am sharing with you tonight a snippet of um, the evening devotional. I can't share all of it with you because I promised my babies, my brothers, my sisters, my mommy and my aunties and uncles that their private intimate things that they share will be kept private and it's only for our backstage membership program. So the only thing I will be sharing tonight is our beautiful sister Annie who is our evening and morning moderator reader. She allowed me to share her reading devotional, which worked out well because I spoke right after she read the devotional. So you get to see how I open up the room, the reading of the devotional and me sharing my insights concerning the devotional. So I'm super, super excited. And moving forward, I would try to share some more with you as I get permission from my moderators so that you guys can, you know, get an earful of what's going on on clubhouse so i'm super super excited to share this with you guys i love you and until we speak again family be blessed amazing and i know this devotional is amazing because the warfare i've been having so many technical difficulties in recording the devotional but hopefully that will be resolved by the end of the day because even in these past two days the word has been amazing what has been being shared on both devotionals has been I mean, amazing. And for me not to be able to record that, it's just been annoying. But I already know uh, the enemy comes to still kill and destroy. But hopefully by the end of today, the enemy we saw yesterday, we shall see no more. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to having um, the recordings recorded and uploaded to backstage where we can all go back and listen. So I know what God is going to do and what God is already doing is going to be phenomenal and metamorphical because we are in that season of shifting and being changed that we may see the glory of the Lord, that we will, we shall see the glory of God. So we're going to each take a moment out and I ask that you hit that plus sign, invite your friends and family to the room. I know many came to the morning devotional, but um, just ping them anyway. You never know. They might just come in and sit under the word and see what the Lord has for them. So I'm excited for this evening's devotional. So we're just going to invite a few more people into the room. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hello, hello, come in, come in, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are, we greet you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We started a little early, but we will 
get kicked off at 5.03. In the meantime, I ask that you hit that plus sign and invite, invite, invite. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. We'll get started in one more minute, family. Hit that plus sign and invite, invite, and fight. These 40 days could be for as many as we invite to the room. God want to change all of our lives, all of our minds, all of our hearts. He want to change all of our situations and all of our circumstances. So let's share. Let's hit that plus sign. 40 days of lasting change in the name of Jesus. And I believe that God is and already working it out for our good. So Family, it is 5.03, and we are in Submitted to Serve, where we are submitted and committed to serving Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Join us as we journey on a 40-day journey to lasting change. Lasting change. If you would like to follow along in the reading, simply download your free digital copy at bit.ly forward slash S, the number two S devotional. If you have a prayer request, you can submit it in that link as well. Make sure you follow me, Sister Grace, Sister Annie, Sister Vivian, and also hit that greenhouse that you can stay up to date on all future rooms with Submitted to Serve. If you're new to this room, how this work is, we'll read the devotional. And after the devotional, we will open the floor up for discussion. So now we're going to yield to our sister Annie, for she will be reading the devotional for us. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to day two. The title is, Where Are You? But the Lord God called to the man, Where Are You? Genesis 3.9. Have you ever been lost or disoriented in a mall? or maybe an amusement park. You may have known where you were trying to go, but unless you knew where you were starting from, it was impossible to figure out how to get there. When you walked up to the giant map, the first thing you looked for was not your future destination, but your current location. Your eyes scanned the map looking for that familiar, you are here, symbol. AHA begins with recognizing your current location. In one area or another, all of us are in the distant country. The distant country can be defined as in any area of our lives where we have walked away from God. It may be that every part of you is living in the distant country, or it may just be a specific area of your life where you have left God out. You've posted no trespassing signs around the perimeter and made it clear that God is not welcome. How we ended up where we are isn't always clear. There are many reasons why we leave the Father for the distant country. But the Bible says that all of, us, all of us will find ourselves there at some point. Isaiah 59 explains that sin is what separates us from God. And Romans 3 tells us that all of us have sinned. Sin is the vehicle that every one of us has taken to the distant country. 
In fact, sin, in whatever form we choose it, is universal and has been since the beginning. Way back in the beginning, Adam and Eve found themselves in the distant country. You know the story, but here's an abbreviated overview. God, you can eat anything in the garden except the fruit on that one tree. Serpent, did God really say that? What he really meant, as you'd know everything. Mmm, look at this yummy, delicious, juicy fruit. Eve, so shiny, I want it. Adam, sure, babe, I'll take a bite. Adam and Eve, ah, we're naked. Adam, come on, I know where we can hide. It wasn't that Adam and Eve decided to set out for the distant country. It was one decision, one line crossed, one turn away from God's directions, and the couple was running and hiding out in the distant country, overcome with shame, trying to avoid God. They were in the distant country, and the big red you-are-here arrow showed up in the Garden of Eden. We don't usually think of Adam and Eve's story as a happy one. It's certainly marked with serious loss, regret, and pain. But don't miss the beauty and hope, too. You see, Adam and Eve's sin wasn't the end of the story. Neither was their attempt to escape to the distant country, or even the dire consequences that they had to face. Those were only the beginning for Adam and Eve and for all the rest of us. Their fall and our fall was the you are here that was the starting point of their journey. God didn't abandon Adam and Eve. The most beautiful moment in their story is represented by a short three-word question. Where are you? It can be easy to overlook, but it says everything. God didn't say, I know what you did, so you can forget seeing me again. Or that's it. Forget it. It's all over for you, too, and the rest of humanity. Instead, God said, where are you? God came looking for Adam and Eve. He knew they've headed into the distant country to try to avoid him. He knew that everything had changed. He knew that his creation had been broken. But God came after Adam and Eve. It was the beginning of God coming after you and me and every person who would ever exist on this earth. It was the beginning of his redemption story. It was the beginning of his repair. It was the go point of the plan that would cost his son's life to restore us. But still, he came seeking Adam and Eve and us. God extended love across the chasm of guilt and shame that surrounded the distant country, and he never stopped. Where are you? God still asks us today. It's a rhetorical question from him but it's an invitation filled with longing. It's a plea filled with all the love and expectation and acceptance of the prodigal son's father. It's an open invitation to return home. It's the beginning of our aha, the awakening that will point us back home. My aha. I am here. Pause and identify areas of your life that could be described as distant country. Take a moment and give a specific location for this general description. Write down the areas of your life where God is not welcome. If you're feeling artistically inclined, draw the no trespassing signs you have posted for God around your you are here marker. My name is Annie and I am passing the mic. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Annie, for reading the devotional for us. Where are you? This devotional is so humbling and it's on time for many of us. 
where are you? And I pray that each and every one of us took Mama's Vivian's um, advice when she told us to get a journal, because I believe for this devotional, we need a journal. We need to write down what it is that we're learning, what it is that God is trying to show us in this season. In reading this devotional, the part that stuck out was in the beginning when it says, your aha begins when you recognize your current location. Many of us is in a current location and only we can be honest with ourselves and God and say, where are we? Many of us are in a distant country. Many of us is in a different state from God. Many of us are down the block. Many of us are across the street. But how many of us can say that we are honestly smack dead in God's face? Because that's where he really want us. The Bible says for us to abide and to cleave to the vine. But for one reason or another, we're distant. And to pinpoint exactly when, where, how, how did I get here? Where are you? And it's funny because it, it made me think so much about what I was talking about yesterday about Elijah and how God has been dealing with me. And, and when I did the, por- the podcast about interviewing your, your feelings, interviewing your emotions, because God had to deal with Elijah. What are you doing here? And I think before we get to what are you doing here, we must locate where we are. Where am I right now in my walk with God? Where am I in my spiritual geographic? Where am I? Where am I? Am I in a distant country? Am I in another state? Am I down the block? Am I across the street? And I think I'm okay because I'm across the street. I can see God. It don't matter where we are and I walk with God, whether you're a babe in Christ or a seasoned, a seasoned saint. It is so important we identify where we are spiritually in our journey with God. His whole desire is for us to be like Mary sitting at his feet because that's as close as we can get. But due to pain and disappointment and failure and sickness and death, many of us have strayed away. And like Adam and Eve, we, we hit ourselves and we don't even know we're serving God and worshiping God and praising God. And many of us don't know that we have strayed away. Many of us don't acknowledge that we are in a distant country. And I love that it says the aha takes place when the Holy Spirit can open our eyes and say, you think you're okay. You think you're in alignment. You think you're in agreement, but you're not. And it's in that moment we can, oh my God, aha. I'm not where I I need to be. I'm not where I thought I was. And I think what's going to be really important in this season, that once we be honest with ourselves and first tell where am I in my walk with God? And that's a question that I want each and every one of you to ask yourself, where am I in my walk with God? Can I honestly say boldly and confidently that I'm up in his face, sitting at his feet? Or can I be honest and say I'm in a distant country? For me, I could be honest and say there are times where I'm across the street. I know I'm, I'm not far, but there are moments where I allow myself to walk across the street due to disappointment, due to, you know, me being in my emotions or being in my feelings. But God's desire is for us to stay up close and personal. So first we need to identify where are we in our walk with God? 
And then once we identify where we are, whether that is in a distant country, like I got so far away from God, I don't hear him. I don't feel him. I don't know when I'm, I'm in his presence. I don't, I just don't, there's such a disconnect. And maybe that's where you are today. There's just this big disconnect. And I don't even know where God is right now. Or you're in that another state where you don't quite see him or feel him, but you know, he's around up the block. You feel a little comfortable because he's in eye view or across the street. All of them are wrong. None of them is where we should be. And only we can answer that. And I believe once we answer that, then we got to go to the next question. Why am I here? All that running that Elijah did, God asked him, what are you doing here? And we got to ask ourselves, how did I get here? What happened to me? Write that down. What happened to me? What broke my heart? What what gave me this insecurity? What gave me this fear? What happened that brought me to this point that I'm so disconnected and so distant from God? And then when we write that down, I believe we got to take it another step further. Then we got to ask ourselves, who is the reason? Because many of us are mad at God and we're really mad at people. I believe when we recognize that, okay, this is where I am. I'm here because I'm in my feelings. And then I'm in my feelings because I was offended. So that goes to show that's a man issue and not a God issue. And then when we get that aha moment and note, okay, A, I recognize where I am, where I'm located. I'm humbling myself and identifying what the problem is and the root issue is. I'm in this location because I'm in my feelings. And I'm in my feelings because this happened to me. And then did God do this to me? And I think when we do that, that will help us put God back on the throne. God didn't hurt me. God didn't disappoint me. God didn't let me down. God didn't forfeit his promises. I let man control my actions. I let what man did to me, what man said to me, change how I respond to God. And that can never be the case. And we have to be honest and say, God, I'm not really mad at you. I'm mad because this person offended me or I'm mad that I didn't get the job that I wanted or I'm mad that this relationship went left. I'm mad because I got this. But are we really mad with God? When we identify that I'm really hurt because somebody hurt me or somebody let me down or somebody disappointed me or somebody offended me and then say, Lord, I repent because it wasn't you who hurt me. It wasn't you that let me down. It wasn't you. And I'm putting you back on the throne because I'm identifying the difference between people and God. Because we think we may be mad at God, but the truth is we're really mad at people who are just as human as we are, who is just as frail and broken. And we got to allow them that space of grace. So knowing where you are is so important to your journey with Christ Jesus. So where are you today, family? Can you identify where you really are in your spiritual work? No shame, no shade. This is where I am, but I want to I wanna be next to the vine. I want to abide, but right now I'm not abiding in a distant country. I'm not abiding in a different state. I'm not abiding up the block. I'm not even abiding across the street. I don't care where you think you're at in your walk with God. If you're not sitting at his feet, you're not abiding. If you're not sitting at his feet, you're not cleaving. And now we got to ask ourselves, why? What is going on? What is distracting me? What is keeping me from being in his presence? 
Who hurt me? Who let me down? What disappointed me that got me in a distant country? Because it's not God. He's not man that he should lie. He's a promise keeper. But when we look at the real issue and deal with the root, then we can get back in position. We can't get in position until we deal with the root issue of why we're here in the first place. We got to be transparent and we got to be honest. I'm here because I'm angry and I'm angry because this happened and let God deal with that. God can deal better with that than us saying, oh, I, I'm good. I'm good with God. I'm, I'm right where I need to be. No, we're not. No, we are not. If we were where we need to be, God wouldn't be asking, where are you? We wouldn't be so distressed and distraught. We wouldn't be emotionally all over the place. We wouldn't be mentally tossed to and fro. We wouldn't be offended every time somebody say something. If we were where we needed to be. Because in his presence is the fullness of joy. In his presence is where the peace lies, where the joy lies, the goodness and the mercy, the compassion, the love, the forgiveness. All of that is in the presence of God. So if we are actually located in God's presence, look at the state we are mentally. Look at the state we are emotionally. There's a disconnect. That means I'm not where I need to be. And I got to be honest with me and I got to be honest with God and say, okay, I'm here, but I want to be honest with you, Lord, and tell you why I'm here. And first and foremost, I know it's not your fault. And I have no right to be upset with you. I have no right to be mad with you, God. But my mother let me down or my father let me down or this relationship that I thought was going to work broke my heart and me losing my job really hurt me. And I, I was the provider and the breadwinner for my family or this sickness in my body got me discouraged or Whatever it is, be honest with God and tell him exactly where you are so he can put you back in position. Because these things, these issues of life is taking us out of alignment. And many of us don't know because it's the little foxes that spoils the vine. We don't know we're being sifted every single day. A little here, a little there, a little, I'm taking your peace here. I'm taking your joy here. I'm going to offend you over there. I'm going to disappoint you over there. The enemy is sifting daily. And before we know it, we're so far away from God. Our prayer life has depleted. We don't have a praise on our tongue. We're all in our feelings. We're all in our emotions. Why? So we need to first identify where we are. Write that down. Write that down on a piece of paper. This is where I am, Lord. And I'm here because my heart is broken. I'm here because I got this doctor's report. I'm here because the person I love so much died. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And only you can put in that, that sentence your why. But once you bring that to God and tell him why you're there, then the Holy Spirit can start to be begin that healing process because you're coming into agreement and you're coming into the awareness and getting your aha that you're actually out of alignment. God needs us to be honest. He said, I seek truth in your inward parts. We can say what we want to people and we could put on a mask and a show for people, but we cannot hide from God. Where are you, Adam? Where are you, Eve? Where are you, Wanda, Stacy, Danasia? 
Where are you? Only God knows the truth. We know the truth and God knows the truth. So we might as well be honest with him so he can start the healing process. We might as well be honest with him so he could put us back in alignment. We might as well be honest with him so that he can heal our broken heart and begin to restore and align us and put us back right where we need to be. So I don't want us to just identify where we are. I want us to also be honest and say why we're there. And then look at who brought us there. Because if it ain't God, and you recognize this is not God's fault. I'm angry with God. I'm disappointed with God. But I'm really disappointed with this person. I'm really disappointed that this happened. I'm really hurt because of this. But it's not God's fault. When you get that aha, draw me close to you. Never let me go. I lay it all down again to hear you say that I'm your friend. Help me find the way. Lord, bring me back to you. Jesus, I need you to bring me back. I'm, a, I'm out of alignment and I acknowledge it. I'm not where I need to be right now. And I acknowledge it and I need you to draw me. I need you to draw me closer to you. I don't want to be in a distant country. I don't want to be in a different state. I don't want to be around the block. I don't want to be across the street. I want to be in your face, Jesus. I want to be in your face because that's where my strength come from. That's where my help come from. That's where my courage come from, my confidence. I need to be in your face. Right now, I know I'm not in your face and I'm depleted. I'm angry. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm sad. I need to be in your presence. So draw me close to you. I acknowledge, I acknowledge, I acknowledge my place. And it's not where I need to be. And we're going to get that before this 40 days is over. I pray many of you can get that tonight, that the spirit of God is resting on each and every one of us and showing us where we are spiritually and opening the eyes of our understanding. Even if it got to go back to when you was a little girl or a little boy, that you can identify why you are in a position that you in, that God can heal, that God can renew, that God can restore, that God can align. Because we have to be honest with God so we can get in alignment and that we can get in agreement. How can two walk together unless they be in agreement? And that includes God. It's not just us as the people of God, but we need to walk in agreement with Jesus. So we got to be honest. And I can be honest and say that there are moments, like I said, that I am across the street because Trina and her feelings, Trina was offended and I'm upset but am I upset with God or I'm upset with the situation? And do this situation have the right to take president of God's space and God's place in my heart? And the answer is no. Therefore, I have to repent and say, God, forgive me for letting this be sovereign. Forgive me for letting what this person did and what this person said draw me out of fellowship with you and draw me out of relationship and draw me out of praise and draw me out of what, Father, I repent because I allowed the situation, me losing my job or losing a loved one or getting the sickness in my body or whatever it is, I allowed it to sift me. I allowed it to take me out of your presence and I repent.
because it's in that. He said, when you acknowledge me, I'll make your path straight. And God's want to straighten us up tonight. God want to straighten us up tonight. So let's be honest with God. Let's be honest with ourselves. So we're going to leave over here straightened in the name of Jesus. So before I go to any of the moderators, is there anyone in the audience that would love to come up and share where you are, where you are in your walk with God? Just raise your hand and we'll bring you up to the stage. Before we do that, we are in Submitted to Serve. Well, we are submitted and committed to serving Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We're taking a 40-day journey to lasting change. If you would like to follow along in the devotional, download your free digital copy at bit.ly forward slash S2S devotional. If you have a prayer request, you can submit it in that form as well. So now we